0: And we are live. Welcome to this latest episode of Totally Unscripted. My name is Martin Hawkes, your host, and as ever, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Steve Webster and Charles Maxson. Hello, guys. Hello. Hey. Welcome. Welcome. A wonderful show lined up for you uh, and uh, delighted with the, the speakers we got. But um, before we go into that, just a quick reminder of the schedule. Uh, so... Um, Uh, Next week, we actually have a a special episode. So we've got um, Bruce McPherson, who's um, under the offer of Going Gas. So he's actually been doing some work around the Google Video Intelligence API. So it's slightly off topic for us, but um, we're delighted to have Bruce on. So that one's a a slightly different time. So it's on Tuesday. Uh, You can see the times there. And then uh, remember, remember the 4th of December because uh, we've got a really good episode coming up. Um, We've got Keith. Einstein, who's the uh, product manager for Google Apps Script. So he is going to be on the show live. He's going to be talking about Apps Script, the latest developments. Uh, and as always, we're going to be open for your questions for that one as well. So uh, stay tuned uh, or tune in for that one. And then we've got a couple of other shows to, to round out the the end of the year. So uh, you can see those on the screen. Hopefully you can be able to uh, join us for those. But, but well, but without further ado, I think we should get our uh, guests on. So uh, we're delighted to have distinguished Google engineer. I think that's a wonderful title. It is great. C- CEO, Pavia Shishirji. Oh, sorry for mispronouncing your, your surname, but um, delighted to have you on the show. And we also have um, Christian Schalk. Hello, Christian. Hello, hello. So. For today's episode, we're talking all about AppSheet, and it's great to have you here, Praveen. Praveen sorry. Um, as the CEO, or or was the CEO before? Um, uh, former, Chris, former CEO. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to say, when Charles passed over your job title and I saw Google Distinguished Engineer, I thought that's something to aspire to in life. Did, uh, for you, is CEO or Distinguished Engineer a, a better title?
1: Well, I have to say, you know, I used to work at Microsoft a long time ago, then a couple of us went off to start this company. And um, I was CEO because, you know, titles are free in a company. <laughs> it. And uh, at that point, at some point, uh, Satya Nadella became CEO of Microsoft and it's somebody I had worked with before. So I sent him a mail saying, welcome to the CEO club. Um, so I, I have to say, CEO is a nice title, but <laughs> it's an easy title to get. I think about Distinguished, is just that um, I tell my kids, you're distinguished till you're extinguished, so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and
0: we also have uh, Christian Chalk, so a uh, Google Developer Advocate for uh, Google Cloud. So I, I think a lot of people in the, the Google Apps Script community will be uh, very familiar with Christian and your work. Hi, Christian.
2: Hello, hello, good to see you. i um, happy to be here and thanks definitely for inviting me uh, along. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, having Praveen here, he'll be able to go deep and, and long with regards to the, all the G stuff. But uh, I, I told Charles that I could probably provide some context coming from like a workspace, AppScript app, you know, to G Suite, former um, advocate, and also, you know, working on the products for, for a number of years as well. So, so happy to join in. So, yeah,
0: thanks. So, Praveen, for the people who have been sleeping or just not paying attention, uh, what's what? It, what is actually what? What is the the product about?
1: Yeah, very simply, it's um, it's a product for people to build solutions or applications or automate their work, but you do it without being a programmer, without writing code. Um, we didn't have a name for this, <laughs> but we started. There's no such thing, some bizarre thing. People look at me like, Praveen, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Is it some drag and drop builder whatever? You couldn't quite explain it. Now these things are called no-code app platforms. There's buzzwords marketing folks in different places have come yeah. up with that. But at the end of the day, you're trying to be able to describe what an application should do in a sort of higher level way rather than having to translate what it should do into here are the classes, here's the code, here's the for loops, whatever else that we do as uh, programmers, I'm an engineer, you know, as you do (laughs) as a software engineer, mainly because there's about a few million people in the world who know how to do that. But there's there's billions of really smart people in the world, they're working, they're trying to get stuff done, they know software can automate it, they know what they want. Can we give them something that lets them describe what they want and our platform Mm. builds it for them? That's the sort of, that's it
0: at a high level. Yeah, I think that's one of the, I, I started looking at AppSheet a couple of years ago um, before it was purchased by Google. And I I, I really like the fact that, you know, the, the the product can see from the data you've got, the type of application that you might want to build. So already you're racing ahead if you're, instead of, you know, talking to developers and wireframing and all that sort of stuff So or really getting ahead of the game. Something that is also really apparent to me is when um, I was looking at AppSheet uh, a couple of years ago. You were there. You were in the forums. You you know you do your um, uh, office hour calls. Um, so you, and when uh, AppSheet was bought by Google, you were there again, supporting uh, your existing customers, your your new customers. It it seems you've got a very customer-focused approach. Is that informed how AppSheet has been developed as
1: well? Yeah, I would say um, it's very instructive being in a startup company because you may have whatever titles, right? We just made fun of my titles. That's cool. (laughs) The fact is nobody cares. A customer doesn't care. And in a startup, you're... You're so thankful that a customer spent their time to use your product. Their time, mm-hmm. actually, the very first thing is you do doing. It, it's a tree falling in a forest. Who cares? So you're actually desperate to have anybody spend their time. I actually, uh, we have a meeting once in two weeks in our team here at Google. And uh, occasionally I'll talk about, okay, fine, we're working on all these things. Please go out and try to get one person that you know to use this product and actually stay using it. Because people are busy. Their mm-hmm. time is precious. So when a person actually tries to use a product, as a startup, you respect that so much. And you do everything you can to try to keep them happy, try to learn from them. So everything we did in our product, frankly, we learned from the customers because mm-hmm. we produced this thing. It's broken. Everybody, you know, it's really difficult to put something out that's early stage and broken. And we found customers would say, "This is broken, fix it." And then if you didn't fix it, like, I want it fixed. And that's <laughs> all the and so we got in this pattern of using a community, an insanely active community, mm-hmm. some amazing people, who when we fail them, they are mad at us, and when we do well, they love us. And <laughs> uh, I tend to think of that's the team, not the people who work here at Google alone.
3: So actually, I actually have a question as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the term citizen developer, and I want to create a like a use case, uh, think of a Google spreadsheet and they become power users. They get into the macros and rec- recorders and maybe a little app script. Um, but then let's say they want to create a, a more pleasing app experience. They can now just use and leverage app sheet, the no code. So could you help us define, understand uh, a typical yeah, citizen uh, developer? Yeah, that's a great question.
1: Thank you, Steve. Actually speaking, a citizen developer is probably anybody who uses the standard productivity tools to organize work. And now if you look at the subset of people who use spreadsheets to organize work, they're actually a wonderful category. They don't have to be advanced to do macros. I don't know, not that many people do macros, right, on Excel or you know, people who use, you know, app Script and stuff. Those are all, like, fringe cases. A lot, a lot of folks who put tabular data into Sheets and they say, here are my products, here are my tickets, here are, you know, here are my service calls, and here's Joe assigned to this and Steve assigned to that and Mary assigned to this and so on, right? That's the way, you know, half a billion people organize work. They're all citizen developers. They happen to be using Google Sheets to do their citizen development. That's what they do, and they have you know. Or they used Excel, whatever it is. But the world's moved on. The world now expects that somebody out in the field executing the service ticket has to get updates. They have to capture updates. They got to take signatures. They got to be able to take a photo when there's damage. So that same citizen developer who worked with the desktop tools in the '90s, or like you know, a couple of decades ago, can't do that anymore. The current world is you got to build applications, you got to automate things, and so on to make your work better. So, those are people who are trying to enable. And there was this big gap when we started, which is how do you enable those folks? It's insanely difficult to get anything built. You know, some of the people in this call are software engineers. I mean, coding was hard enough. And then it, along came you know, iOS and Android and working offline and stuff. Coding's become insanely difficult. So, Unless you're like, I don't know, one of the top companies in the world can hire an army of software engineers, um, what, about, what happens to everybody else? So that's my definition of citizen developer. Mm-hmm. It's all those people who actually were able to use desktop tools and solve their problem. Now in this current world, how do they solve the problems? And that, that's, so it, it doesn't need some sophisticated level of tech expertise. Uh, usually, the people with a sophisticated level of business ambition for trying to make things better in their world—they don't just settle for. I'm going to do my pen and paper thing that you know is painful and boring, and I have to go to the office to enter stuff in. I want to automate it. That's the attribute more than the technical attribute. So and let me I,
4: ask, let me ask a question on top of that. Uh, we get the space of citizen developer and really enabling more people to build scenarios. But as you mentioned, you know a lot of folks on this call background in engineering, they call themselves a developer, that's what they do for a living. How do you convince or how do you entice or attract someone who defies themselves as a developer, who's used to writing code to look at a tool like AppSheet to actually be in their you know their tool bag to be something that they may even lead with for,
1: for a lot of solutions? Um, it's a great question. It takes a while because anybody who's an engineer has natural skepticism that, it, like, I went to you know, it, I went to school. I learned all this stuff. I've got all these years of experience. Um, I'm sure this thing can't do it. It'll be good. it'll be a toy. And in some dimensions, of course, they're right, right. Obviously, um, AppSheet is not going to say, "Hey, you don't write a single line of code," but mm, all the stuff that you did automatically happens in every dimension. Not true. But increasingly, what's happening is you're saying, "Let's take the common cases." And for those common cases, they'll give you higher levels of abstraction. Let me give you a very good analogy. In the late 60s, 1960s, uh, there were large databases. Often they'd run on IBM, uh, IBM mainframes. And you know what? Every single database query was hard-coded by a software engineer. That's how database queries were run. And they said, well, the only way to do this, because large volumes of data, understanding performance, etc., has to be done by writing custom code. Then along came this guy, his name was Ted Codd, 1970. He said, there's this relational data model and you can have a higher level abstraction and you can write the stuff with a SQL query kind of thing. It didn't call it that. And the system can take care of this stuff for you. And they had these big flaming wars with each other for about like almost a decade to say, no way that this automated thing at a high level could do as well as the, as the programmers could. But you know what? We think of this as some ancient history because everybody writes SQL queries, yeah. Because a sort of declarative high level model solves a large class of problems. Maybe there's still some advanced cases where you need the people to do custom things for a database. The same is true for area after area. Technology is getting democratized. The one sort of area of technology hasn't gotten democratized is constructing new applications. Everything parts of that saying we can democratize it. And that's good for developers also, because no developer, I mean, How many of us developers want to be writing assembly programs? We don't. We're willing to go up the abstraction stack. We're happy to get declarative frameworks to solve subsets of problems. That's what this is. It's going to solve a subset of problems. And there's still going to be a need for developers to solve the advanced problems sitting behind it. So AppSheet apps will be able to call out to serverless functions. They'll call out to databases. They may have triggers and stored procedures behind it and they would be able to call out to other things. So you know, it's sort of augmenting the developer world rather than replacing anything in it.
2: So if I could jump in, I, I wanted to offer a little bit of my, uh, my um, I don't know, perspective on how I viewed AppSheet as it's coming into Google and also from what we've seen also inside of Google with regards to the citizen developer question. Um, in, in our experience or in my experience specifically, uh, and I've seen this both inside of Google and outside, there's also kind of a, a spectrum of, of developers out there. There are the the, the sure the, the full on software engineers and they can do whatever you, you need them to do. Um, but then I see also there is this kind of middle ground where you have like people who have like a certain amount of knowledge and they may even be like a certain tier of IT that can jump in and build solutions. So this is a pattern that we saw, uh, I've seen it for years where like the IT has like an extended IT force where they just get stuff done and they use whatever tools they can. And then they're able to create solutions that are comparable or not necessarily top tier solutions, but they they cover a pretty wide swath of IT needs. And I think that's also how I see AppSheet is coming into play, not purely for non-technical folks, but people who are just needing to get stuff done. And as long as the technology is done in a consistent way, such that it's, um, you know, there's uh, no concerns about privacy, security, and and there's you know you get basically the IT security blessing. Then that opens up the doors because the thing that was also a a, a problem, especially when you get a lot of people in need of solutions, they would essentially create their own random solutions and leading to the rise of shadow IT. And that's also a uh, problem in IT these days where it's like, because the technology has increased, as Praveen had said, in complexity, people are kind of scrambling around trying to build solutions that are not always the best architectural solutions, and they can kind of slip in under the radar, and then, it, then you have problems, obviously. So I think this is kind of the obvious antidote to that. It's like having that technology out there so that people can come under the same umbrella and then be able to build quality solutions um, and serve, I think, a very large uh, community.
0: (laughs) I wonder if you're seeing particular users emerging. So, uh, you know, in terms of uh, my background is with education, and I know there's a, a lot of really enthusiastic educators out there that are, Resource stricken, and they're always looking for the quick solutions for things. And you know, they
1: yeah. they
0: bask in what's around in the Google Workspace in terms of forms and sheets and slides. Is there? Do you find that as well within AppSheet that there's, you know, these kind of subset of communities that are real power users?
1: Yeah, I'd say there's these categories. Um, there's a category of folks who really want to find a solution that's almost all close to the problem they're trying to solve. Effectively looking for pre-packaged solution which can maybe be tweaked. Mm-hmm. Then there's the folks who say, um, what I'm really looking to do is something that is custom to my environment. That's where building custom applications automation makes sense. Um, and then there's folks who say, I want something so custom that I'm prepared to spend a lot of money and spend it'll take a lot of time to do that because I'm going to customize it beyond what your platform can do today. Earlier, there was just the first and the last and the one in the middle was not there mm-hmm. and that's a hole we're filling. Now, we find um, a lot of folks in, who have field service in, you know, in work environments to be having a big enough pain problem they want to go solve it because they're stuck with pen and paper. We've had quite a few folks in education, you know, we have quite a few EDU customers. They tend to do things that actually are about recording work, recording stuff about their students, especially if the student says, um, you have to do a lot of work and tracking and stuff, for example, on special needs students. Mm -hmm. So it's a little less for the day-to-day classroom work, but a little more for the things that are, you know, involve a significant different process that needs to be documented and instrumented that we yeah, find yeah, quite yeah. a bit of um, interest in the EDU space. And likewise, we find in uh, other spaces, we see quite a bit, of, uh, interestingly enough, in sales and CRM. Because most sales and CRM systems are insanely complicated and meant to run on a desktop. But the sales person, if they're actually in the field, don't need all those bells and verses. They need the four important things. So we get to see quite a bit of stuff around mobile environments. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing quite a bit of stuff around automation, because when data is captured, how do I trigger emails to the right people with the right content in it, um, which we didn't really understand at the start, but that's where our customers told us, hey, great, they gave me a mobile app. How do I do this extra thing? Finally, now in this current world, with uh, all of us being you know, locked down, there's an increase in interest to, can I do the same thing for connected apps? We had most of our traction was around, you know, mobile apps working in disconnected environments because that's where the pain points were. And now there's a ton of pain points also to automate. Um, If we needed five of us to work together, um, sometimes some of that work involves um, applications to record and interact with more structured data as well.
4: Hey, Praveen, I'd like to give you a, a shout out from coming in from in the comments on the web from Mike. Mike says he's an early AppSheet user. He goes, the tech is good, but the customer centricity makes it great. Loves the fact that you and your team continue to generally um, be really user and customer focused. It's a real differentiator. And so with that, I wanna follow it up with a question. Thanks, Mike, for that comment. Um, I've been waiting to ask you this for a long time. You have a Microsoft background. You're based in the Washington State area. Yet you chose to take AppSheet and your vision uh, forward with us at Google, and we're glad you did. But what made you pick Google as
1: kind of the partner area that you wanted to work with? Um, I'd say the choice was maybe actually, interestingly, our technology was built on Azure. And uh, we just actually went through all the work to move it to GCP. Um, but, and that comes from just from our roots. We, we have a new Microsoft technology, we built an Azure. When you start a startup, you don't know squat. To be very honest, the most useful thing is to understand you don't know squat. <laughs> so you, need, you get that lesson in humility and it takes, you know, until when nobody likes what you built, et cetera, and then you build out of that. And the way we built out of that, we haven't got into this space because we spent two years, the two of us, trying to build a business just around mobile apps for some business setting. We tried retail, real estate. We had no clue we were building a platform. We just wanted to do something that somebody would care about. And uh, what we found, we weren't sales guys, we are engineers. So we're building this thing. We go try to say, hey, are you interested in something? Do you have a use case for mobile apps? They'd be like, yeah, I want to automate my engineers. I want to automate my salespeople, whatever it is. Nobody would pay us money. Kept pivoting. And then we have this general idea, maybe all these guys have applications they want to build, um, but maybe they can build it themselves because what we find is, they're not widely different from each other other than their schema and their data. That was sort of a realization two years in. Two years of no salary, by the way, right? So it <laughs> two years in. And then you start to think, how can we even get this out to people? you like, if they're really people who are going to do it themselves, maybe they just have the data in a sheet and they can build an app from it. That's where the word app sheet came. It's an app from sheet because, We did not know how to articulate, we are not marketing people. We don't know what to say. So the app from Sheets, the term was available. And Google Sheets was an insanely open platform. We could build an add-on. It became a way to actually get in front of users. Um, And those users turned out to be people who are actually interested in finding extra things to do. We added this add-on to Google Sheets not knowing what to expect. And the first day, we found 20 users who actually used the product. And the next day, there's 20 more. Another day, it's 20 more. And that's basically when the sort of, in some sense, my love affair with Google technology kicked in, which is it's not just the product being open, but it's also the customers expecting the product to be open and third parties to contribute to it. And we wouldn't have any success whatsoever, to be very honest, if we'd been trying to attach to Microsoft's technology. Because... You play that differently. You have to go have a sales team, go sell to enterprise customers, do a different thing. But this is where all the users were. All the users have been in Google stack. Yes, we have customers in these other stacks too, but 80, 90% of our customers come from the Google, Jeep, Google workspace productivity set. Right? If, if I am <laughs> reprogramming myself away from G Suite to Workspace, so. Um, yeah. So it was all natural, I think, for our customers and our technology. And after that, it's just it's it's more a matter of um, uh, Google is interested, and uh, I think for our team, it, it's our goals are to try to get this to as many people as possible, and uh, Google is a great place to do that. Thanks, yes, so. um, Can I uh, toss a
2: few things uh, your way? Um, yes, to um, the integration story with Google in general. Um, so obviously, you mentioned that you're moving off of Azure, and, and you know that, that's going great. But I I, uh, I recall back in the early days when when you guys just joined us, uh, one of the things that we started to t- kick off was like some of those integration stories. Um, I, and I'm sure it's going to come up. Uh, people, especially in this audience, uh, what's the latest on the App Script integration? Um, and can you share any other details uh, on that? Side? And there's a few other things, but yeah, feel free.
1: Yeah, it's one of the fa- my favorite topics to talk with you about, guys. Um, so uh, AppSheet is a fundamentally different model from um, AppMaker, which I know is one of the things that, you know, you folks are aware of and how it uses AppScript. Um, the primary way AppSheet actually calls out to external sort of script kind of things is through what we call a web hook. And that's usually sort of a side effect of data change. So the model is, AppSheet apps are really reflections of data and schema. It's a declarative model. Schema in particular, knowing the types of things helps you decide how to present them. If I know something's a phone number, I can make sure the apps allow you to make a call or send a message to that number, right? Um, one of the things we observe is most app, in terms of the apps in terms of the UI tend to be reflections of structure. So that's that part of it. But much of the logic tends to be reactions to change. And we have this notion of workflow rules, that react to change. I would say an order got updated. I need to inform somebody. Who can send an email. Um, that's also a point at which we basically had this big escape hatch, which is you can call out a webhook to any external service. All right. As an initial point, this this as it turns out, there's 201 different things you got to do to to move off Azure and integrate with Google. Right. In many different dimensions. <laughs> so. Um, some of the dimensions are completely internal, but some of them are more on aligning closer with some Google technologies, very closely aligned with Sheets and Forms and Drive, but haven't been particularly well aligned with AppScript Script, as an example. Um, we are enabling webhooks to AppScript. Script. That's actually in some kind of beta right now. I think some customers have access to it. People interested have access to it. We'll roll that out. Um, the challenge on that one at the moment is the, is the security model. Because AppScript Script is a pretty locked down security model. In order to be able to invoke AppScript Script from something else, um, in you know, perfectly yeah. understandably, it's uh, you have to jump through some hoops to make sure to be allow some external service to mm-hmm. do that. We don't want to make uh, AppSheet customers jump through developer-y hoops because they have no clue what it means to set up some OAuth thing and so on and so forth. But maybe the folks who set up the App Scripts do. And right? so this is all sort of a little bit of, to use AppSheet with App Script, we need a little bit of partnership between the folks who wrote the script and whoever has got So we're just sort of working through some of those motions at a completely practical level. Google's insanely uh, paranoid about, as a company, about security. So we have to go through a bunch of processes before we get truly sort of signed off on as a first-party service. One of those things is stop running on Azure, on, on you know, yeah. Google Cloud, where we have a little more controls over you know what's going on, more inspection of things, et cetera. So in that process, uh, I don't know the exact time frame, but it's a matter of weeks now to be a true first-party service. It'll be more seamless in terms of authentication and things. And then we can actually pipe. we can sort of... Um, Conduct some of those um, some of those hoops that you have to set up to, for a service to call AppScript have to happen in the authentication and so on. So some of those things can become more seamless. So we're sort of waiting for that before we roll it out as yay, we got good <laughs> integration with AppScript. Right now we have trial customers doing that and making sure it works well for them.
0: I, I think it's well looking around at some perhaps your more extreme users are already they're, they're already kind of webhooks in AppSheet and people are doing things with like, with AppScript Script in terms of on-change events and sheets. So it's nice though to hear that that's gonna be kind of made more easier for um, people not willing to delve into that space.
2: Yeah. The key is security, uh, as Praveen said, like mm, getting in a, in a well-secured, yeah. uh, you know, integration. Uh, Cause like, if any app script developer who who knows how to override a do get or do post, those that they can kind of establish a link between any calling entity. But yeah. uh, the, the 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 challenge is getting it, and making sure that it it, it's, uh, it, it crosses all the
1: uh, the Ts and dots the Is with regards to full secure uh, yeah. transaction. But, yeah. The one thing if I can flag is, it's not only app script that we're trying to integrate with. Mm-hmm. The general direction is you want to be able to go, utilize many of these different services. Um, that all contribute to, I would say, the broad realm of low and no code capabilities. Um, We integrate with Google Maps today, right? We do. There's a lot of business use cases where people need to geocode their data. We have it in a particular stylized way right now, but you actually want to do it. You want to make that easier for people so that when they've got data about their customers and their addresses, they can easily not just map them. They can actually figure out, uh, we have one customer, for example, who has to do, uh, lighting retrofits in their in businesses. Yes, they got the businesses, they got the addresses. Use app sheet we showed on maps because we auto geocoded. But they also want to know um, what are the uh, business hours for this place because I don't want to send my salespeople there when they're closed. Not a, not not mm-hmm. something for twenty twenty, but you know it's a general problem they have mm-hmm. when they're going out of people. So uh, these are all cases where we have to do a better job integrating the use of these different things that currently people have to. Uh, piece together themselves. They would have to go call that stuff in a spreadsheet, pull that in the spreadsheet, and then use AppSheet against it. Um, you know, like Christian saying, if they're using Script, they would have to go do an on-edit trigger in the sheet. Mm, um, yeah. So it's only so much of that duct tape thing that you can ask uh, our mm. customers to do. We want to do some mm. of that automatically. But We've I also oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to. So obviously, Google also announced Google Tables. Um, which, you know, it's in beta, is that that, to me, offers something slightly different in terms of what people can do, but something that might be very nice to supplement AppSheet.
1: Table's a very interesting product. We've been working uh, closely with them. They come from a part of Google just called, internally, it's called Area 120. It's a sort of an incubator for new and exciting technologies and uh, I don't know if you guys have talked about it in this program before, but
0: um, we have got an episode coming up when on. Oh, okay. Cause then so, I won't steal that yeah. under, but, um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, we work very closely with them and sort of, uh, it's not all, it, it, everything doesn't necessarily work to a master plan, but there's sort mm-hmm. of a convergence sort of where, um, you want to have simple first party structured storage, but it's a first party as part of a platform you use to to sort of start automating your world we have spreadsheets right now which are semi-structured storage mm-hmm. and uh, the, sort of the world is sort of demonstrating there's benefit to a little more structured versions of spreadsheets there's other products in which I have traction because there's a lot of a lot of scenarios for simple usable relational databases and that's really what the tables project is exploring and mm-hmm. they actually have a uh, uh, they work with us and we have a connect- our products and we have a connector so you can build AppSheet apps against tables. And that's just going to get tighter. Uh, but they're very early stage, so we'll see how they develop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: In terms I, of... Oh, sorry, Christian, do you want...
2: Oh, no, I, feel free. I, I, I was just kind of like brainstorming some of these other things in my... Okay. Uh, kind of like as I've been using sheets since basically January, or actually we played around with it even last year. Um, some of the key things that kind of stick out is like, for folks that are familiar with Google technology or folks who have been familiar with Apps Script, App Maker, and such, what are the kind of the differences, and how do you rectify some of those mm-hmm. things? So for example, um, one of the first things that's very obvious with AppSheet is that the UI is built for you, and you can select the different view types, and then you just select the different options for those mm-hmm. view types. That's kind of fundamentally different from a lot of the traditional web development and also you know, Apps Script web apps and App Maker. And I was kind of wanted to pick up uh, Praveen's brain a little bit on like, if he can offer some insight uh, in the coming months or years with regards to how there might be some potential compromise. Well, no, I would say compromise, but some sort of like a way where you can have people who want to try to have the best of both worlds, where they want to have pixel perfect types of UIs uh, and maybe even have like perhaps their own iframe in solution whether it's inside of an AppSheet app or vice versa, have an AppSheet app inside of like a bigger thing. So basically my question centers around like a little bit more the UI, like how how do you see the UI shaping up in the next uh, year or so?
1: Okay. Um, Let me frame it this way. As developers, what we're generally used to is, we can build anything we want, we can choose to adopt certain frameworks and when we do, yeah, we'll constrain ourselves to what the frameworks allow. But we start out from we can do anything we want. AppSheet starts out the other way. AppSheet starts out with express stuff as at high level, as high a level as possible, and we take care of the details for you. That's the framework. We're unhappy with the ha- how high level it is right now and are trying to drag it to be higher level, not lower level, as the broad strokes efforts in terms of what we're doing. Now, within that overall framing, we're trying to say, if you build to that framework, the app you built will work on phones, horizontal, vertical, tablets, desktop. And not just today, not, not yet today, but it'll work in conversational environments tomorrow from the same UI you declaratively built, right? So we're trying to basically say, and we give you these guarantees, we give you a guarantee. It will be accessible. We'll give you a guarantee, you know, it will work on all these devices. So we're sort of trying to build out to you don't need to worry about many of the things because the platform takes care of it for you. Now, having said that, if you produced a very limited experience, then it's going to suck and like great that you gave me like a bulleted list. And that's the only thing that you did. So, we keep trying to grow out the expressive power of the UI. Uh, this year, we introduced something called Card View that's much richer than all the other kind of view types that we had so far. So that keeps growing. And because there's still the need, there's going to be always these escape hatches. So just like there was an escape hatch with web hooks for logic, we're in the process of doing an escape hatch for iframes, so people want to include some content. That said, as you can imagine, anytime you put an escape hatch for Something like that, everybody groans, and everybody sort of worried about first the security issues of it, the UIX inconsistency of it, and all the because what we want to get to is an app built on app sheet has solid good UX. That's a sort of a honestly, we should be able to say just like an app built on app sheet is secure. You should be able to say an app, built in app sheet's good UX good UX, because otherwise, citizen developers have to all but go hire their own UX designer. They're building apps and their users have got to love those apps. So that's a sort of the balancing act we have. We don't give you an open canvas to do anything you want. But the things you build here should by default be good. But no, I don't claim we're there yet. Because currently we allow you to build some pretty bad stuff and we're to work <laughs> to make sure that we can at least guide you away from that. I mean, you can pick horrible fonts or, you know, but uh, that's sort of the decent direction we're headed. So that's sort of, it's a challenge. It's a bit of a, it's a balancing act.
3: Actually, I would like to switch gears if I may. Sure, so um, there's also another use case for AppSheet. Uh, Let's say someone wants to uh, have this minimum viable product MVP approach. Well, AppSheet is a quick way to create a prototype to put in front of others to say, yeah, I'll invest in that idea. And Now where I'm going with this is uh, mostly it seems like the niche for AppSheet is business for business or within my business, maybe to vendors, maybe to customers. But can we talk about AppSheet now and potentially for the future from business to consumer, B2C? Because we have a question from Nicholas that he says, also an early AppSheet user, is there any plan?" To have a marketplace so that any user can share their apps made through an app sheet to external customers. Um,
1: yeah, thanks, Nicholas. Um, this has always been a question. It was a question from the early days for us. Um, there are two elements to this. First, when it comes to mobile apps themselves, uh, there's sort of you don't want to have too many levels of marketplaces. In other words, there are there's there's iTunes Store, there's Google Play. Um, those are marketplaces and we, have, so, uh, as a standalone company, before Google, we sort of shied away from having another marketplace where things, purchases were done, right? Um, which is different from saying, here's a marketplace where you can discover interesting apps. So our general pattern had been, look, here's where, this is how you build. This is your platform for the creation and runtime and management for applications. But when you want to go distribute them and market them, you use external marketplaces. That was sort of the stake in the ground. And that's sort of, in some sense, at least at the moment, still the stake in the ground. Nothing's changed there. Um, but I can tell you that there's lots of ongoing interest in this particular topic. There's meetings, discussions about, about this topic to figure out what, what best to do there, because it's a need, as Nicholas points out. Uh, can I address you sort of the preamble of your question there, so Steve? which is- I love it when somebody says, oh, you know, it looks like AppSheet, you could use that for prototyping. Um, and I'm like, hmm, yeah, okay. Um, because every customer who has started that way stays with AppSheet. And they don't move off of it. And that has been, in some sense, the sort of the biggest investment we made is, uh, the people start with what you think is a simple app with a sheet. There's customers right now. We call them tables. Each sheet could be it, uh, with uh, fifty of these full relational model. Um, we have customers with that data. You know, uh, millions of rows in SQL databases, uh, still built on the same model. And you know what? They started with a sheet. Um, so, I, I, so I, so I, every time I hear that, I say, yeah. I, I, you know, I question myself. Should I actually challenge that statement? Or should i just you know let it fly because it doesn't matter as long as you use it then you're sort of incentivized. to my god if i had to sit and build this myself uh, that would take me a year just to get back to where it's at
2: we we had a similar experience where a lot of times people were looking at at, you know app maker app script to just build an mvp prototype and those actually got graduated into a larger uh, application that was part you know traditional cloud or whatever but then the the product you know the, the prototype worked fine and it, either it was continued to use or in some cases it actually bought time for the the core IT folks to like go back and then uh, plug it into their their system you know using like kind of the original core uh, cloud technologies but in any case it's it's a value value uh, add I would say and, and it helps overall IT. It still brings that big question up, Chris, and I know you and I an, had to handle this
4: one a lot back in the early App Maker days and AppSheet came along and you know now we've got tables and we used to have still have sheets and everyone's like, well, which one, which when? And I'm, I'm sure you, either one of you can handle this. You've heard this question a hundred times. How do I know to sit down and start with which tool or what's the right tool and what's the sweet spot for AppSheet versus anything else? And sure, you can prototype and build it fast and fail fast and iterate and make sure it works.
1: But what's kind of... The, the sweet spot that you guys think there's a problem with these sort of um technologies and, and sort of markets that are in the early it, five years from now you're going to look back and there's going to be an obvious answer but in the in the, in the moment sometimes the answer is not so obvious here's how what i think who knows right i think that underneath that there will be different authoring environments that are stylized to their context let me give you an example I got a word document uh, Word document Google document let's say it's a Google doc I want to get a simple approval automation right? and you say when this things at the state I want to be able to market that Christian approve it then it comes back to me and I do some other you know process that probably will get authored close to the document once we you know when all the planets align a couple of years whatever we'll have some authoring environment there. Perhaps there's a, you know, a way to structure data into uh, sheets or this new tables product. And uh, I want to just interact with the data because that's where I live during my workday. And I want to be able to see some visualizations of it. I'm going to get my UI there. But underneath all of this, and then there's going to be another category, which is folks who are going to be out in the field and they need to pull data from one of these data sets and they need to pull it from their corporate database and do stuff. And that's going to look like an app. But underneath all of these, a consistent application model. And whether they built it here, there, or wherever it is, they built it in a no-code way and had a common model. And all the simple cases will have their custom, their sort of simple authoring, but you should always be able to jump out to, I need to do richer things with this now. Let me look at it in a more complex model. I got a more full-fledged authoring environment, which will look something like AppSheet or its evolution of it. So that's sort of what I think of as consistent model underneath, an ability to, to graduate from the simple environments to the, environments.
2: I would agree as well because like one of the things that, that we've been doing also and, and this was also in preparation for cloud next was like showing different integrations like with cloud technologies and it was so easy to introduce app into a larger architecture it's like oh yeah once we got data we we've we had maybe some cloud functions doing some other fetching of data and then we could always do it like a periodic purge or a, a dump into a SQL. Either a SQL table or even a sheet. Uh, actually, we can talk about SQL in a second, but a sheet. And then it's so easy to create that interface by which you can then have maybe someone working in a, you know, shipping or some sort of a typical use case scenario where we have someone on a mobile phone. They just need to check a certain order and hit a button and, and approve or something like that. That 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 alone is kind of like that that, that perfect sweet spot I see for AppSheet. Being able to uh, quickly bang out UI that's you know. Fully, you know, looks professional without having to invest that time. So I think if you're looking at the cost to develop, time to develop for any kind of traditional CRUD database web app, it's like a no-brainer in this sense. And then, of course, you can always utilize more cloud technologies on the other side. But just getting that interface uh, it beforehand was not easily done. You would have to, have to write a certain amount of code. So with AppSheet, it just solves that that issue.
1: Uh, let, me, let me toss a couple of things there because. If I will see your role, I had to do sales, right? So, one of the things I did sales. So, I mean, um, I used to lead with this message a little bit of how quick they can get something done, how you can get something done. And one of the things I learned is that's not actually what attracts, you know, Mike is sort of adding comments here as an early adopter. One of, one of the things I found is that's what hooks the person initially, but it's not why they stay. Um, they stay because very early I found that uh, committed users were spending many, many hours in a day on AppSheet, many hours. And the number of hours would go up in the weekend. <laughs> Actually, over the sort of December holidays the time when people have immense productivity from the committed AppSheet users. And what is the real reason is because the time, the, uh, the delta between idea to seeing it work and iterate is a really small delta. And so we'd have people build thousands of changes that have thousands of versions of the app as they had made change after change, after change, after change. So it's somehow that iteration, which is the value in that they're able to take something, they got the initial idea working, all right, I'll do more, I'll do more. And then next week, oh, this problem came up. I know how to solve it. I'll do that too. And so it's it's like a give a mouse a cookie thing. (laughs) And... um, that's why people get hooked, and that's actually it's, it's not hooked. Is that that's the value you're giving them? Is it's not the initial problem.
0: I, I see a lot of kind of similarities with um, a lot of the AppScript developers. I see as well. You know, what, you know, obviously with AppScript, we we don't have fancy UI. But if you're just trying to solve productivity issues, you know, you can do something in a cu- couple of lines of code if you can code okay. an app Sheet, I can see, you know, if you Want to solve something in terms of you? You need to capture some data. You already have a a Google Sheet. You know, you can do something really quickly and get a result really quickly. So the reward, the reward for you
1: is the individual,
0: right? Comes really
1: quick. It's very true, Martin. I mean, we're all of the folks doing this are trying to drive productivity. Mm -hmm. But what happens to the folks who do that and their colleagues get to use it and see it is? We get a lot of. Uh, you made me a, I'm a, I'm a hero in my in my team. <laughs> you also get, people think I'm some tech nerd. Or, you know, so you get sort yeah. of, from the true citizen developers, you get this. Uh, I, I tell you what I felt proud of is people who, it's almost four years ago now, one of our uh, power users in the community said, I just quit my job and I'm becoming a full-time app sheet builder. Hmm. <laughs> I got another one, just somebody got promoted to a new role where they're no longer doing what they're doing, but they're full-time app creator. And those are sort of moments that you actually mm-hmm. recognize, oh, yeah, well, that's what you're enabling, right? So it was pretty cool. Um, it, it, In a strange way, that's sort of phase one, just how do people get, get in. There is a phase two we're seeing, and in a bold move. And I don't. I mean, maybe you'll hold me to this later, there's a phase <laughs> Phase two that we're seeing now is that in organizations that are trying to adopt this more broadly, the fact that you know code is a big advantage mm. because it, uh, we are able to set policies that like admin is able to say no apps can get built unless they're enforcing sign in through Okta, whatever it is, or no application can use this data. And if they're doing it, it has to be read only mode or they can set a number of detailed policies that otherwise you'd have to do code inspection or human reviews and all mm-hmm. of this other this shadow IT problem It's actually is insanely dissipated because the, the app definitions are completely declarative and uh, automated systems can go analyze them. So that's sort of one of the things happening now for the early adopting large larger organizations to say, hey, we are buying into the citizen developer thing let's get a jump start on it and try to do that in a systematic way the prediction is that apps built on app sheet will get they're already more secure than you build it yourself they're absolutely more secure the last thing you want is developers writing custom security you know stuff for each thing right they already work better offline than if you build it yourself they already do better sort of caching management and stuff than if you do it yourself right Currently, there are some aspects which are not better, you like know, Christine pointed, they don't have the flexibility in the UI. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, you know, they have some performance issues when it comes to large data sets, right? So we work these and we work these and we work these. And so there's going to be all these dimensions in which it's going to be for the developers themselves, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to build, if the app can be built on a platform like AppSheet, it's going to be tough to build an app that functions as well yourself. we you'll get to that stage, not today, but we'll get there soon.
4: So I was going to actually ask, uh, uh, Victor actually asked the question, now that you're acquired, um, what can we expect between Workspace and AppSheet from uh, kind of a synergy standpoint? Uh, I'd be remiss to say we've got a few minutes left. We have a distinguished engineer um, of the product, following on top of that, that question. Chapter one's been hugely successful with you guys joining us. What is chapter two? What is the, what's kind of the big future As much as you can talk about what the future holds, what do you see the future for uh, AppSheet going forward?
1: AppSheet is going to get deeper integrated with Workspace. Uh, I think, as somebody pointed out today, uh, it's in the the comments there. um, There's, oh uh, yeah, one of you guys pointed out, I guess. Um, There's already an integration with Google Sheets where, from the tools menu, you can launch an app against, start creating an app against the sheet. That's partially rolled out. It's going to go out to everybody soon. there's already work to go deeper integrations with other aspects of Workspace. Why? Very simply, because Workspace is productivity-based. That's where the, the business users work and do their day-to-day activity, and there's obvious launch points to do richer automation and activity. There's work coming in AppSheet that allows you to do richer automation. A lot of the stuff so far has been more about app building. We've pre-announced this already, that there's work to do richer automation, so no, no new secret here, but um, better process automation and so on. Um, I would say the broad directions are, we are gonna invest a lot in addressing, there's always a lot of incremental growth areas for customer requests, right? So the big focus for us is polish and improve a bunch of things, so that's incremental. In terms of authoring, we're gonna try to elevate the level of authoring. We're trying to basically say, what are you trying to do? And can we make a bunch of those steps automatic for you? Simple example, customer says, I need to have an app that lets my truck drivers inspect their trucks every day. If there's damage, I need to know about it. Okay. There's gazillion businesses in the world that actually have fleets, small, large. How far can we take it to build this app for them without them having to build it step by step? Turns out we can do a lot. <laughs> right? And we can do So this is an example of the sorts of things where we're trying to say if we can be more intelligent in the platform, there's many more people who can use it. So there, that's part I'm excited about because that's transformational, but it takes time. While we add a lot of, I would say, feature work that allows you to build richer things at the same level of abstraction we have today.
0: Um, just so in, in terms of scaling things up, um, I wonder if you can say, uh, a little bit about the pricing. So I think AppSheet has been announced that it's free as part of um, Workspace Enterprise, but for the other levels, uh, I've, is it, there? there's still individual uh, there's, licensing for that?
1: Yeah, there's always been app, well, AppSheet is a standalone product, mm-hmm. uh, Was has always been and continues to be a freemium product. It's really important that you be able to build what you're building and test mm-hmm. it without being a dime. <laughs> It sort of invert this thing. If you don't need to go get budget, sit in a room, convince your boss, everything else, and then say six months, yeah, yeah. value. So um, obviously, you use it for free, and I think we say up to ten prototype users. Make sure that the thing works and people love it before you have to pay for it. And it's always been a simple put a swipe a credit card, get started kind of model for uh, just so that you don't go through massive approval processes to demonstrate early adoption. Um, so that self-service thing continues and will continue. Um, As part of integrating closer with Workspace, uh, one of the, I think, the highest end self-service plans called AppSheet Pro plan became an entitlement for folks in one of those Workspace queues, Say, hey, if you already paid for this highest end Workspace queue, those users can start using AppSheet apps. By the way, with AppSheet, creation of apps always free. You pay for the users of the app, not creating is free. It's sort of an inverted model from many tools. And, you know, if there's 10 people who are benefiting from it, you pay for 10 people. If there's 20, you pay for 20. So that's um, so that's the sort of first step. And we'll see how that evolves. I think the idea is uh, actually today, anybody who's just a, a you know, at gmail.com user of Google Sheets can use AppSheet. You can use the free version of AppSheet. So that's uh, mm-hmm. basically making sure anybody can use it. And we're gradually tweaking sort of the monetization model to make sure we can get it out to more people and remove some barriers. That's really what's going on.
3: And I actually saw on your pricing webpage, if someone creates an app, you can, I think it's for $50 a month. If there's no signage or logins within the app itself, just whomever can access it, it's multiple people can use it for that $50 a month with that condition, right?
1: Yeah, I'd say... One of the funny things is, you know, trying to say you can build any application for anything is there's all kinds of markets with different kinds of requirements, right? So there's folks who come along and say, I'm going to use this every day, a thousand times a day, and I'm keeping mission-critical data in it. And there's also folks who come and say, um, I've got an event, you know, and I need to make sure lots of people can see the catalog for the event. And it's just a public app. So what we talked about there, pricing for that, Steve, is really if you've got a public app, and if, often people need to have that for like three months and then it's gone, right? Or information, there's these folks who said, I want to make sure there's information about the latest latest cancer treatments. I want to put it in an app and put it in the app store. So low price point. We don't care about the number of users, public app. It's typically read-only, uh, no sign-in. But that sort of tends not to be the bread and butter case. Most of those folks will they have an app, they have a website. Yeah, the world goes, it turns. The bread and butter case tends to be... Um, business settings, B2E, as you called it before. But now we're starting to see more of business to consumer as well.
3: I actually saw, I think it was an FAQ there too, that says, hey, is your app used kind of like seasonally? Maybe it's like a school, education mm-hmm. sort of thing, where it has peak and load times. I think it was suggested on the pricing webpage that, oh, just drop down to free tier. And then when you need to put, uh, go
1: up again, then just go ahead and price it back up. Is that right? Yeah. My general principle on this is... Um, you generally shouldn't pay for what you're not using. That's just me personally. I mean, I don't. I kinda of, Like I said, I'm former CEO. I'm not CEO. So, um, but that's just been you know, a principle. Is in all of this stuff, it's really you're going to end up paying for absolutely useful to you. And um, that's the self-service thing is really set up for that. You can dial up the number of users, dial it back down, it on a you know day-by-day basis. Um, it's it's so that's not where yeah that's not that's that's not a sort of a stress issue for us to be very honest in the seven years six seven years of this um any customer was ever unhappy uh, we refunded them their money so i mean i'm i it's, it's, that's not our you know uh, important thing is how the customer is happy and um, they've been more happy than not so well, kind of I was
3: just going to say, Martin. the uh, title of the show is Getting Hooked on AppSheet, and I think you both have done a great job. I'm hooked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm actually looking forward to getting you guys back on because um, it sounds like you've got lots of really nice things developing within AppSheet, so um, particularly integrations into Workspace. Um, I'm conscious of time, but um, if there's a, a, a place that people should go for advice and tips around AppSheet? Where 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 would you recommend?
1: AppSheet.com. Other than,
0: other than uh, Christian's wonderful videos that
1: you've, you've started producing, we've shared in, in the chat as well. I would say go to AppSheet.com. I'll share a little simple thing. I've interviewed lots of folks over time, right? For our roles in our company. Mm-hmm. Every marketing or salesperson we interviewed came to interview and had built an app already on AppSheet. They showed it to us, proud of it. Almost every developer who interviewed with us had not. <laughs> there's something there. And since there's a developer audience, I say this. As developers, we think whatever this done thing is going to be complicated. and I don't know if I have time for it. Um, I'd, 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 I'd say go to AppSheet.com and see if you can build an app in the first 20 minutes. If you can't, abandon it. <laughs> <laughs> When you can, you'll see all this, you know, you'll see its warts and you'll think about this and that and whatever else, but you say, hey, I built an app in 20 minutes, it was running on my phone, and there's something there. And so that's uh, that's the hook I'd leave you with. Uh, well, there we go, folks. That's your,
0: your, um, your uh, Thanksgiving challenge. Uh, <laughs> uh, forget family. Uh, go to appsheet.com. Get mm-hmm. in. <laughs> So, uh Praveen and Christian, thank you very much for coming on the show and um, uh, dedicating your time to this. It, it's um, it's really wonderful that you you, you know you 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 got this community focus and you're you're I think making as well something that we haven't really talked about. I think you're making a real difference as well for people for those citizen developers out there who are actually making uh, real changes in the world as well, real positive changes uh,
1: using your product. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Martin. Have a real quick question, Phil. For all the folks with questions here, we didn't answer. <laughs> is there a way to get them the answers?
0: Uh, yeah, we can. Um, we'll share show notes, um, and so we can pick up any questions that we didn't manage to get to. Uh, so um, um, we can um, cover those. And uh, um, okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Pre-episode ones as well, too, and so we'll see if we can get
4: those and, and, and shoot them back out. So. Great.
1: We'll try to answer them in the AppSheet community as well. So That would be great. Thanks. <laughs> Definitely.
0: That's thank great
1: you as well, for sure.
0: Um, so, Folks, that uh, is us for this episode. So, Thank you for joining uh, us uh, and um, uh, Sorry if we didn't get to your, your questions during the chat, um, but as we've mentioned, we'll pick those up at uh, the end of the show, make sure uh, those get answered. Um, a quick reminder, uh, slightly different schedule for next week, but um, uh, keep your eyes peeled for uh, bits and pieces coming up. Uh, and um, don't forget if you're um, a podcast fan, uh, we are releasing audio versions of these episodes as well, so we try and get them up uh, the following day. So if you're out running or whatever, um, doing housework at weekends, and you, you like listening to a podcast, you can um, catch up on bits and pieces. Um, so
4: I'll just to plus one that, and just say also, you know, with your questions, um, you know, this has been great uh, experience bringing some of these new episodes that we've got planned. Uh, we'd love to hear what your ideas are for some more episodes for 2021. So again, shoot those questions, get them rolling in. Yeah. We'd appreciate the feedback.
0: Yeah, I, I completely second that. So um, please do. so. But in the meantime, folks, happy scripting, and uh, we'll see you next time.